Hey everybody, welcome to episode 197 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam Brennan and I am joined, of course, by Dave Hogue. What is good, my dude? Ah, you know, lots of things are good. So, um, excited to be here with you. Um, just mentioned that this is seven years, which I can't believe. Yeah, this podcast is a second so. grader. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot has happened in the last seven Holy years. Holy cow. You are not kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So mm, on the other side of the holidays and getting back into the routine and uh, we're kind of getting settled into our new house and so things are good. Does the new house get the approval from the, uh, from the college kid? Um, yeah, she's cool with it. <laughs> yeah. I, she still has her own room. So that's what <laughs> <laughs> problem solved. That's what matters to her. So that's fair. It's nice to have your own space. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so she still has her own room. And then, you know, with the holidays, there was still plenty of room for everybody here. So that was a good thing. Indeed. Man. I'm still, uh, still reeling a bit from the, uh, College football playoff. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it a whole lot, but Michigan got what's the word? Um, completely, utterly embarrassed. I think is the right word. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the right word. <laughs> but hey, you know, it is what it is. 12 wins, yes. Big Ten champions, made the playoff for the first team. First time. The only team ever to start the season unranked and make the playoff. Uh, granted, it's only been like... Oh, really? You know, eight years, I think, but still. We're the only, we're the only yeah. ones that started the season unranked and made the Final Four. So, yay progress. Interesting. So, yeah. You want to talk about the Bible? We can do that. <laughs> okay, good, because that's what this show is about. So we are in our 197th episode on the 12th chapter of Hebrews. And if you're a new listener, don't worry. We did not spend the first 196 episodes on the first 11 chapters of Hebrews. We've been through many books of the Bible with a full back catalog for your pleasure, should you care to indulge. And we, like I said, we are in chapter 12 of Hebrews, and we're just going to talk about the first two verses, um, which are, I think, fairly well-known. Like, I don't know if I ever would have guessed that these verses were in Hebrews, but as we read them before the show, it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard this one a bunch of times. But they're very good. 
So we're going to spend the whole show talking about those two. Sound like a plan? Yeah. All right. Well, would you like to do the honors? Absolutely. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you, sir. So chapter 12 comes right after chapter 11, Dave. Did you know that? (laughs) It's crazy. And so we spent multiple episodes going over chapter 11, talking about, right, all these examples of, of faith throughout scripture. And so there's the old silly Bible study saying, what is the therefore therefore? (laughs) Right. And so in this case, this is a pivot point, right? So he just spent the last 40 verses talking about the importance of faith, what it looks like, why it's important, all that stuff. So after making that giant point about faith, he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we can talk about that first, right? I, I never, like, I've, like I said, I've heard this verse a bunch, but I never really think of myself as surrounded by a, like, like they're all watching me. <laughs> that makes me feel not great. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that they're sitting there in the stands watching us and like, we're the main play on the stage so much as like, we're all in it together. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really done any deep study on this, which you know, for better or worse, probably worse. Um, so this is just my my initial reaction to it is if we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, like we are we are in it. We are part of that. We are part of the faith. We are in the faith. We are all um connected in that way, sort of moving together, whether you know, it be me and you or me and Abraham and you and Noah. Right? Like they're still alive, mm-hmm. but they're with God in eternity and it's not on this earth. But mm-hmm. we still share the same faith across that divide. And so that's a pretty neat thing to think about. That it we may be physically separated, but we share the same faith, we live the same faith you know, same struggles, all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't really think I ever think about it that way. I'm generally really focused on myself, which I think says a lot about the stuff that I've got to work on. But it does feel pretty encouraging to Mm -hmm. think that we are a part of this, not just with the people you know, our friends, our family, the people we go to church with, but the collective body of Christ across all time 
is in it together at the same time because, you know, time and space and God and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nifty. Yeah, and, you know, again, we, we talk about that the audience for this is is early early followers of Christ um people who m- most likely were familiar with the hebrew faith and um following jesus was probably not an easy thing <laughs> for them uh in those early days and so uh you know you you just said it was encouraging and so I think that's definitely what's going on here is there's much encouragement being given to uh, those early followers The what do, what do we call it the, these days? Early adapters, early, is that <laughs> early the, adopters, <laughs> the yeah. technology, early adopters, um, because it wasn't a world religion and, you know, um, they were that, that foundation for it to kind of carry on after, you know, Jesus came and did his thing. It had, the baton had really been handed off to them. And so, um, and, and, and my understanding is there's a lot of persecution going on, uh, for Mm -hmm. them. So it was not easy. And so, um, so, yeah, so I, I, I even think that, too, of just that it was encouraging for them. It's encouraging for us. Um, and we are all part of that same that same story. Um, so, yeah, those are just my thoughts on that. Yeah, and he goes right from that, like the encouraging thought to what that encouraging thought should result in, right? Lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so when he talks about laying aside every weight and the sin that, you know, some some translations say will so easily entangle, right? Um, that's how right. I remember it in my head, because I think I grew up on the NIV. Uh, yep. um, I, it reminds me of, you know, Jesus saying, you know, all you who are, you know, weary, come to me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, come rest. You know, and I like I read this, and that passage comes to mind. You know, lay aside every weight. You don't need to carry it anymore. You know, come walk with me. Let's share the burden, even though the burden will be light. We can share it. And I also think that it's like it's a like when you lay something aside or you set it down or you like that's a as a conscious choice, right? Like I'm, I'm taking this backpack and setting it down. I'm dropping this giant, like it's, (laughs) it's a very uh, illustrative word choice, right? To lay something aside. It's just like, okay, I'm done with this now. I don't need it anymore. And that's, I think also part of, you know, what frustrates me about, you know, myself, and I know that I'm not the only one in this, is like, why do I choose to carry the the burden? 
you know, why do I, why do I choose some days to be just like, you know, you know what, I'm just going to hang on to this garbage a little bit longer. <laughs> and it just, I get so mad at myself in hindsight. Like what, why are you so dumb? Why are you so dense? Why do you <laughs> beat yourself up? Why do you know, why do you intentionally hold on to the burdens of, of life, right? Sin. Like it says the sin, which clings so closely, like the, the sins doing the clinging. I don't need to help it by holding on to it. Like we don't need double <laughs> clingage here. It's yeah. already trying to like, you know, leech me. So I don't know. That's just kind of like where my head's been at the past couple of days. So this is a timely passage. I've just been in my head a ton. You know, I haven't had Kennedy, so, and I really haven't had work. I've just been like in my head about a lot of crap. And this has been sort of front and center. It's just like, why, 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 Cameron, why? And I call myself by my full name in my head to make myself know that I'm mad at myself. And if now you think I'm a crazy person, then you're, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting you say that because I feel like I've been at, at a very similar place of um, not working and... um maybe in some ways kind of doing some of my first reflecting since leaving law enforcement and, um, like I, like I've really been at this place of just like, I'm looking for that next challenge, that next thing, you know? And I guess the question I've been asking myself or the, is like, what would it look like if I really completely lived my life for God? <laughs> you know, and it's like one, you're just like, okay, so why am I, why am I not even doing that? <laughs> you know, like, why has that not been a thing the whole time? Um, but yeah, so, so, so I've been kind of at a similar place of just kind of going, um, What would that look like for me to truly do that? So, and then, and then I kind of even, I guess this was a thought, it was alluding me there for a second of, um, you know, as, as we read this, this book, you know, or read this, this, these chapters, um, you know, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and sin, which so closely and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Like, if I really believe what I believe, why is that not, uh, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, maybe, maybe really not that different than conversations that you and I have had so far. Uh, during the podcast, but, but yeah, lately and just those hours of, um, having, uh, not having to get up, you know, and I can think and reflect and, um, this has really kind of been, been central, uh, for me. And 
the one of the things that I, I will say is, is I feel like I have pursued a lot of things or, or, well, maybe that is the accurate way to say it. I've pursued things, but I feel like I've made that attempt in the past, like to truly live my life for God. Like I'm not like 50 years old going, I've never done that before, uh-huh. but I do have this element of like being like, yeah, I feel like I've tried this and it just doesn't work. You know, and, and so, um, maybe even a sub question in all of this is what do I need to do differently compared to the way, way I've done it in the past? And I think even just the, the way I'm talking is a, is a good illustration. There's very much this element of me doing and, um, the thought, the, the process that we've been at is just like, I think I just need to surrender more and just be more like available to God and just be like, I will do what you have for me. And anyway, I don't know if that's making sense yeah, or no, not. I'm, but. I'm glad you brought that part up because <laughs> I was going to push back a little bit. Um, but, but to your point, like that, even like hearing that it's like, yeah, but like, Shouldn't I do more? Like, I should just surrender. Like, you're right, 100%. But it doesn't, you know, we're so, we're so conditioned to achieve, you know? So, yes, that has been, like, the big part of this. And I've even been trying to differentiate the, how much of this is cultural for me? How much is this just in my wiring to exactly what you said to achieve and (laughs) um so yeah i guess that's just i'll leave it at that that's just where i'm at of just going i i i want more i want to live my life for god um and i feel like at this stage in the game there's there's less of a resistance in terms of, Oh, I don't really want to do that. And there's more of this, just like, I don't know if I know how to do that. (laughs) Well, so, you know, that's great that you brought up the next part. Let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Right. So that's the endurance being the keyword. Right. And that's, yep. That's the part that I don't like. Cause like, there's just some days where I just like, I just want to lay here sometimes physically, oftentimes spiritually. Like I just want to spiritually crawl up in the fetal position and just not deal with life. <laughs> just just want to lay yeah. here oh, yeah. and I'll get, you know, I'll God, I'll get back with you in a day or two. Like I just, I can't, you know, and part of that is selfishness. You know, because it's easier to not do the hard stuff in the in the short term. That always comes back to make things harder in the long run. You know, because there's it's it's easier to stay in shape than it is to get back into shape. <laughs> it's easier to maintain, right, than it is to start from scratch. Um, yeah. And so there there is something to the momentum that comes with consistency 
mm-hmm. it becomes easier. It becomes um, uh, like muscle memory in a sense, spiritual muscle memory, um, if, if that's a thing. But it, this concept, right, of, of endurance means consistency over a long time, right? And what, oh gosh, who is it that said like uh, discipleship is like a, like a long obedience in the same direction? Was that, oh gosh, was that Bonhoeffer? No, it's, um, it's I, I know who it is. It's on the tip of my British tongue and I can't, oh, uh, I wouldn't have said British. Oh gosh, I'm um, messing this up. <laughs> Anyways, someone really smart said that. Uh, if you know who it is, let us know. That'd be great because that's going to bug me. <laughs> I guess I could Google it, but I don't want to right now. But that's the the thing, right? Is the it's not how do I say this? It's one foot in front of the other, right? Mm-hmm. Slow and right. steady. Yep. But it's not just you by yourself, right? We are with this cloud of witnesses, whether it's the people that you are with physically or the entire weight of everybody that comprises the body of Christ moving in the same direction. And I think one of the things that we miss, especially in modern American Christianity is our culture is so individualistic. Everything is about me and my story and what I can get when I like, we are the center of the universe culturally. Like we're, that's just how, Western society is right now. And that's not how (laughs) humans were before. Like this is a new thing and we know this historically. And so I think one of the things that we lose growing up when and where we did is that we lose that sense of community and we lose that sense of belonging because we are so focused on our individuality and what makes us different mm-hmm. or what makes us happy or what our truth is, which every time I hear someone say it, I giggle because it's just like, Oh my God, <laughs> I just, I can't even, but there's there. I think there is something to this concept of community going hand in hand with endurance, right? Like you look at people that train for, marathons or you know the long bike races or the rarely do they do it alone some of them will but generally they've got someone whether like i had a friend who ran the chicago marathon she would drive an hour and a half back to where her home was to go run with the group that she was running the race with when she could because it's easier and more enjoyable and you have support when you train with other people Right. I never went to a gym by myself. I only ever went to a gym to work out when I had <laughs> someone to go with. I won't do it by myself because I hate yeah. it. But if I have someone to go with or someone to train me, then I have someone to talk to and someone to encourage me. Right. And so I, I don't think right. it's a coincidence at all that he spent, the author spent so much time talking about all of these people and just handpicking a few people out of the history of the Old Testament. And then saying, now that you know what you're a part of, that you're not alone, 
that you have people present with you and spiritually with you. You don't have to carry this by yourself. You have people to help you fight the sin. And you have people to encourage you in that endurance, to run next to you, in front of you, behind you, to pick you up when you fall. I, I, I just, mm-hmm. There's just... Yeah, life is better with people. <laughs> and that's true for faith as well. That's why church meeting in person is so important. Why studying yeah. the Bible with someone in person, or at least as close as we can get. <laughs> but like, yeah, doing it with other people in proximity, living with other people in proximity. That's why COVID has been so hard for so many people, right? It's the isolation. Even if you're, even if you're not a spiritual person or you don't have faith, it still affects us. We're not meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like we know this. And, and anyways, I, I think I've beat this into a bloody pulp at this point, but I guess my, my thought is while there are days spiritually where I'm like, I'm just, I can't today. I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to hide here and pretend that that's an okay thing to do. It's, it's because when I feel alone or I feel isolated, that's the easier option. And what I need to do in that point is to realize that I'm hitting quit for the day (laughs) and then figure out, okay, what friend am I about to call to help me get myself off of my butt and start taking, you know, a step or two, um, you know, cause when you live by yourself and, you know, at this stage of life, all my friends have kids. We all have jobs. Like it's not their job to like, well, better check on cam. Now, sometimes they do, but like, I need to take, I'm an adult, right? So like in that moment, I need to do what I know is right, which is, which is reach out, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be a friend. It could be like, all right, God, I really want to quit right now. Well, I, well you got to do something because I'm about to go <laughs> lay in the bed. <laughs> Anyways, I hope that made a lick of sense. Yeah. And I mean, so I guess my question is, is then, or not question, but I I don't know. I, what what I'm thinking of is, is just spiritual disciplines Mm. because, you know, there is an element of unplugging that goes with spiritual disciplines. And I know it's not exactly what you're saying, but if, if we were better at having those in our life, would we be able to accomplish kind of what you're talking about in terms of um, you're still unplugging, but you're not unplugging from God. You're not. Cause I can tell you, Exactly. The, the, the stretches where I am struggling. Um, I just don't feel, you know, great about life or about myself or whatever. And I'm in my head about all 
those are the times when I'm not reading my Bible and I am not praying and I am self-isolating, you know what I mean, from God, right? And I'm mm-hmm. not seeking that out. And then I wonder why I feel the way that I do. <laughs> like, well, duh, Cam, you have, you have not, you know, you have chosen, you know, shame or guilt or anger or whatever over the connection with God that is just, he's right there. Like we read in chapter four, right? He sits on the throne of like ready to give mercy for those like come close. It's here. I mm-hmm. want to help you. And so that's the, the, again, the frustrating part, like, wow, what a, what a wretched man that I am. Like, <laughs> why do I do the dumb stuff and not do the right things? And yeah. so, yeah, abs- the spiritual disciplines, one, hundred percent are a thing for very very good reasons like they're not there to torture us they're there to help us to encourage us to lift us up to help build that consistency and that endurance and yet there are days when i say "Mm, screw them and that is what really makes me angry at myself why? Why do I make that stupid choice? Because playing video games is easier. <laughs> or watching a movie is easier, right? It's just laziness. Choosing comfort over right. my uh, eternal good. <laughs> yeah, and when I say it that way, that's right. Wow, that's what a dumb thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that was verse one. On to verse two. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So. I'm going to say something and I don't mean it to sound what's the word sarcastic or um glib but this is this is the carrot dangling right <laughs> okay like, but do you get why I didn't like the concept right this is I've told you what you need to do Here's who to look to. This is the, mm-hmm. you know, the one who, like, if he could go through the cross for the right. joy, of, like, you can do this too. And it, it, so, I, I, like, I guess I didn't mean it to be, like, sacrilegious, right? Jesus is the dangling carrot that will get us to, like, but it's the, it is the thing that we are encouraged, the person we are encouraged to look to, Right. For a good reason. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should have thought of a better way to say that, but, you know, it's on the internet forever now, so whatever. (laughs) So it says he's the founder and perfecter of our faith. So we're, we're, that's the connection, right? We're talking about faith. We're talking about endurance in faith. And then we're looking to Jesus. Why? Well, he founded 
the faith that we have, right? And he also perfected it because he did not sin. So if we're going to look to somebody, it should be him. Straightforward. Yeah. And this is the this is the part that I think trips a lot of people up, right? Who for the joy that was set before him endured murderous torture. It's a very odd pairing to put together, right? And I was again reading, I finally finished um Gentle and Lowly the other week. I've talked about it a bunch on the show. Everyone should buy it and read it. Just trust me. <laughs> I I just came across it the other day. I think I've read the first chapter, oh, so, so I need to pick that back up again. But that was a book where like I would read like one or two chapters and then like not touch it for two weeks because I was just like, holy right. crap, man. I have to <laughs> And it's it's not like that it's written densely. It's just so good. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I really need to like I can't go back to this book, it's kicking my butt too much. Like <laughs> Um But anyways, it's he endured the cross not because it was on his to-do list or because daddy said so or because he even wanted to because he really didn't want to but he did it no. anyways right it says here for the joy set before him well, what joy certainly not the torture certainly not the mockery certainly not the death but what came after right eternity with the people made in his image so he was willing to go through the, the horrible part for the joy that would come after it. Everything being reconciled the way that it was meant to be. The adoption of his children, one big family, right? And like I said earlier, I'm not necessarily the best at choosing the long-term good over the present term, present time. Um, not even good, just like average, you know, <laughs> like, or the, or the present stupid choice. I will choose over the long-term good. And right. it's, it's that sort of outlook that that Jesus had that we're called to look to, right? Is to keep our eyes, our hearts, our minds on eternity and not on, well, do I hang out with God or do I watch another four episodes? <laughs> another four episodes, you know, and stay yeah. up too late and it's just like, Anyways, so yeah, so for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. That's right, it was like a double-edged sword. Not only was it for the joy that was coming, but, but like, yeah, we're we're gonna kill this shame. Like, it's I I want both so much. I want I want the joy that will come for what this will accomplish, but I also want to hate the sin and take care of it and to kill it. And then the end result, right, is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. Where, as we read in other places in Hebrews, he's interceding for us and advocating for us. He's not up there, you know, working on his needlepoint. 
he's working <laughs> for us, which just still blows my mind. Whew. Any other thoughts, Dave? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, my thoughts are, I'm, I'm going on tangents in my head, actually. Um, that I don't know that I want to completely <laughs> go down that road, but, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I, I just, how profound it is what he did. Um, it does, it defies logic. Um, you know, can the creator of the universe not do something different? Like, why would he have to humble himself? Why would he have to, you know, you're God, you can do. <laughs> and it was just this, um, you know, ultimate act of love. Um, tremendous amount of love that had to be involved in that. Um, you know, and I, I just, I mean, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I just am like... You don't like me? You don't want to be with me? Okay. Fine. I don't care. Yeah, you're what is And yet, what? God, the creator of the universe, chooses to do that. And mm-hmm. so. Heaven just has a, a piece of paper with the tape side out. No idiots allowed. Just taped on the front gate. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Well, Dave. Don't take this the wrong way, but I'm glad that you're not God. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, it's pretty, because even that is just humbling. Again, the, here's our example that we're supposed to look at. And I'm like, man, I just am, there's just not... You know, and I think I, I I think we can go to the other extreme too, and we can start, um, you know, all the things that we're talking about in terms of self doubt and choosing. I think you can also start looking around and going, "Well, I've got my act together compared to the vast majority <laughs> of these clowns." Yeah, and then, but then that's not the standard, and so. Um, yeah. And, and again, I, I just can't even imagine, um, you know, being an early, uh, an early believer in just the dependence of the, 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 uh, this faith to continue through just everyday people. And, um, even today, people that live in the Middle East, that live in China, where, you know, I know the church is flourishing mm-hmm. and they do have that, I think, a greater sense of community and less of an individualistic uh, perspective. And 
you know, being motivated for them as a life or death kind of motivation. You know, it's not about comfort. It's not about what. Um, and then, so anyway, uh, like I said, I don't want to get down too many tangents, but yeah, it just is. Um, the vastness of who God is and his love and his grace and his mercy. And then those members of the the body right now that really are dealing with that persecution and all those kinds of things that, um, you know, there, there is just that element of, um, I'm reminded of Ellie Weissel, a book called Night. I think uh, it's 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 a uh, he talks about and and I'll and I'll shoot it to you if we stick it in his in the notes. But um, talking about what happened to people of of the Jewish faith during. Um, World War II and Auschwitz and the concentration camps and, and the atrocities that they saw. And in, in one of those, he talks about basically the, the, the Nazis using Jewish babies for target practice. And, and I have an image of a baby being thrown in an air and being shot at and, and him kind of coming out the other side of that, of like really being in a place of like, God, you've abandoned us. Like, why would he like, why would I choose to have you as a God? And, um, so there's, and I feel like I'm just kind of vomiting all over the place here. Sorry, no, you're good. but there's, there's even that too, of just, my life has been so easy compared to what others have had. And I haven't had those, uh, just truly dark nights of just wondering where God was and why he's not showing up and why he allows things to happen. And, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I guess my <laughs> my what I'm saying is is an awful lot is being spurred by just again these two verses, which I think we anticipated mm-hmm. uh, on the front end. So definitely, that's why we chose just these two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think that uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, show notes can be found at supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 197. And if you're listening on your phone or whatever in a podcast app, they're there. You can find them. You're smart and intelligent. And um, yeah, there's links to the good stuff and we'll be back next time. Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye.